Hey girl, hey, I'm Erin. And I'm Melissa. And we're just two gals sharing advice as we live life. We have lots to talk about and we don't plan on holding anything back. Welcome to Poise in the Noise. And we're live. <laughs> I am I'm excited about every topic we talk about, so this might get old, but I am very excited for today's topic. Today, yeah, today hits home for especially for you. I mean, it hits home for me, but I feel like especially Aaron today. <laughs> yeah, I feel like thankfully I've had experience uh in being a working mom and being a stay-at-home mom, so I'm excited to kind of chime in on both sides of the equation and be able to share some insights on both. Um yeah, this is a really good topic. I'm glad that we're bringing it up because I feel like it's something that moms everywhere in every phase of mo- motherhood, you know, they can struggle with this at any given time. So I feel like it's pretty relatable for all moms across the board. Oh yeah. So spoiler alert, if um you didn't already read whatever catchy title for the episode we came up with. <laughs> We're going to be talking about uh, to work or not to work today. So very relevant for Aaron and I in our phase of life. Aaron, I mean, I'm sure you'll dive more in depth, but Aaron recently um, chose to step back from her career at St. Vincent de Paul and focus on being a full-time stay-at-home mom. I'm still doing the job juggle while being a mom, and so we've got lots of good perspective from all over the place here on this one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to dive into. So, Melissa, I feel like you thought about this topic a lot in terms of like the things that we should bring up and discuss throughout this episode. There's a lot of different directions we could take this one, and I think that we will take it in a lot of different directions. But there were some specific things that we were thinking of honing in on. So why don't you start us off? One of my hashtag relatables was about how I I went to college, I got two degrees, you know, I stayed all the extra time, got the master's degree. Now here I am, I'm a mom and I'm sitting here wondering, okay, did I waste my time? Now I'm having thoughts of like, okay, I so love my job. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love being an engineer. I love project management. I love the company I work for. I love what I do, but I also love being a mom. And so when I start questioning, okay, should I put my career on hold? Should I just stop? altogether, you know, and never go back? Should should I stay at home mom for a little bit, a long time? None. You know, it makes me wonder, did I waste my time going to college, getting the degree? You know, it's that whole mental battle that we were talking about before. That's That's a good way to put it, a mental battle for sure. I think that I struggled with that part a little bit less because I, unlike you, I did not, I was not in school for as long. I did not get a master's <laughs> and my degrees were a little bit different. Um, I majored in film and media production, which is hilarious because I actually did not use my degree, um, but I did minor in business and 
used that to an extent, but even still, I was always that person that was like, I don't understand the people who go to college and get a degree and then don't use it. But now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. And to a lot of, to, you know, in a lot of ways, I get it. Of course, the on a tangent aspect, but what'd you say? Yeah. I was going to say on a tangent, that is the definition of motherhood, of being not being a mom yet and looking at other people and being like, I will never do that when I'm a mom. I will never be that parent. I will never let my kids do that. And then here you are, you're a mom yep. and you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I get it now. I'm letting them yes. do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am 100% that person. I think, obviously, when you're a college student, too, you're just, like, naive to literally everything that's reality. So you're just like, I'm going to be the one that uses my degree and everything's going to be perfect. And, like, it's, like, so ridiculous. But, yeah, that was definitely me. So there's that side of the coin. But then there's the other side where I literally immediately did not use my degree upon graduating college. (laughs) I graduated and became a missionary for two years and then proceeded to continue in the nonprofit world for five years after that before becoming a stay-at-home mom. So true. Not film. And so it's funny to me. God's very funny because he uses those situations and makes us very humble in, in how he kind of navigates our lives for us when we say or do certain things. Um, But, you know, when I was realizing that I wasn't going to use my degree, I started also understanding that it's not a waste. You know, college, at least for me, the degree was almost secondary to how I spent my time. And those were still some of the most formative years of my life and the years that I actually realized exactly what I really, truly wanted. I actually knew while I was studying film that I was not going to move to Hollywood and not going to pursue film in that way. And I probably wasn't going to pursue it in any other way, but I wanted to graduate and just be done and like actually do the things that I wanted to do. So I chose to do that. But I think that this is a struggle for a lot of moms and a lot of women who work. I mean, we work just as hard as men to get our degrees, if not more. And so there is this struggle of like, well, if I'm the one that's supposed to stay home with the kids, like what is that going to do for my career or, you know, the longevity of of staying in the workforce. And a lot of women choose to stay. And that's totally fine because staying at home with the kids isn't for everyone. It's just not. And that's okay. Um, but it is for some people. And I think it requires a lot of discernment, regardless of what you think you want to do or are going to do. I think once kids come into the picture, it really does require discernment for sure. Oh, yeah. And beyond just discernment, it also, I don't think it's ever truly a waste to have gone to any kind of higher education institution or any kind of trade school or any kind of any extended learning situation. You have to, one thing that I've learned since leaving college and getting married, entering into the workforce, all of this stuff is 
yes, there is that mental struggle of feeling like you're waste, you wasted your time or you're going to be wasting your degree if you step back from your career permanently or temporarily. You have to focus intentionally on flipping the script in your head. And that's going to really, really help. If you can instead not focus on what you feel like you're wasting, but focus on what you feel like you gained and that you can then share and use as a blessing within your family from college, that's way, way better. And that is so helpful in keeping perspective. So, you know, thinking in terms of, okay, I went to college, I gained knowledge, and I'm going to be able to share that with my husband, with my kids, with my family. I gained experiences. I gained life skills. I, you know, I learned how to cook for myself, manage my time. I've learned how to show up on time. I've learned what, you know, the value of a dollar is throughout college. I've learned what it means to have to put in a bunch of work and understand that if you don't put in the work required, you're not going to get what you want out of it. You're not going to earn what you are looking to earn. You know, you you get a work ethic. You, there's all of these tangible things that you do come out of college with besides just the knowledge. The knowledge is a huge piece of it, obviously, but you do come out of college or any other learning circumstances. Again, whether it's trade school, whether you went and like studied abroad somewhere, took a gap year and traveled Europe, I don't know. There are still tangible things that you've learned in that time that will not go to waste. They will most definitely be able to be used by passing them down to your kids, teaching your kids in the manner in which you are a mom. I love that. I think that is the perspective that most women ignore. And I love that there's you, yeah, I mean, you, I'm not going to say anything else because you said it perfectly, but I think for those listening, that's definitely the things to consider when you are in this process of discernment or, or the days, you know, if you are a stay at home mom, or if you are working, you know, the days that you get down on yourself about whatever decision you've made, think about what Melissa just shared, because that right there is, is key. I think regardless of if you're using your degree, regardless of if you're in the, a career and you're a mom, you know, regardless of those things, the whatever knowledge you've learned in, in those formative years of your life, you will be able to use as a mom. So I love that. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's beautiful. So if we're going back to the question that we posed at the beginning, and that is the topic of this episode, you know, moms, to work or not to work. And I think that there are some practicals that we could dive into and just share our perspectives about. Um, I know that we've discussed financials, which is is the question, I think, for a lot of families who are making this decision. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You can't afford it. That's a different story than if you can make it work. And so we're going to dive into that. And then all that comes with that. And then, of course, childcare. Childcare is a subcategory of financials because, of course, there's a cost to that. But childcare is kind of a whole thing in and of itself. It's the who, the what, the when, the where. 
And there's a lot that goes into making a decision about that as well. So those are just a couple of the things that we're going to dive into. And it's, I think those are mainly what it comes down to when making this decision for most moms. Yeah, Erin, you say it's it's a discernment process and it, it truly is. It's a matter of sitting down with your spouse and figuring out, okay, what truly matters to us and what can we realistically make work or not make work? And what are we, if, you know, if we're willing to make it work, I feel like that is a very critical component. So it's, it's definitely a process and that's why it's, you know, to work or not to work. It's something that it's not taken lightly and both have work involved, whether you are working outside of the home or working inside of the home. Gosh, it bugs me so much when someone's like, oh, are you just a stay-at-home mom? Like, are you kidding me? Do yeah. you not understand how much work it is to raise children and <laughs> like, like you mm-hmm. run and chase a two-year-old 24-7 and tell me it's not work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah, first thing I would say the biggest piece that people usually take a look at is is the childcare aspect because if you are going to work as the mom and your husband's going to work, if you're both going if you're going to be a dual income house, you're both working, then that's a really big critical question is who's going to watch the kids? You know, and then all the questions that come right off of that, you know, where are they going to be? Are they going to be in your own home? Are you going to invite someone in and have like a nanny or a sitter or something like that? Are you going to send them out to daycare? Are you going to send them out to a trusted family or, you know, friend's house, something like that? Where, when, how often? Is it an everyday thing? Is it an all day, everyday thing? Are you going to be working part time and it's just a half day situation? Is it a half week? You know, there's so many aspects to this. And it's, it's, it is, it's a big, big topic and big question that really you have to work through. I don't know about you, Erin, but that was one question that really stressed me out. I would have so many people asking me, I hadn't even given birth yet. And people were like, oh, what are you going to do about childcare if you're going back to work? And I was like, I don't know. The the baby's not even here. I haven't even Mm -hmm. taken my maternity leave. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you asking me about this? And my girlfriends warned me. They were like, oh, trust me. Childcare is going to be like the biggest weight on your shoulders. It's going to be this giant cloud that just looms in your head because you're always worrying about it. And here I am. I'm like, yep, I get it. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Um, I think it might be helpful for our listeners if we just go through very quickly what our own processes were for this. I oh, good I idea, agree Prue. with. <laughs> I'm skipping all over the place. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a huge deal. You're right. I I hundred percent agree. I think that. It is the biggest decision that weighs on moms when they are choosing to go back to work. And they're the waking hours, like your your kid's yeah. conscious <laughs> and learning and soaking things up from them. You want that that person or those people to be influencing them the right way. And, you know, people think, oh, kids don't remember anything till they're like three or four, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
you know, they're still being formed. They're still being affected by their environment day in and day out and who's in that environment. And you think that someone who's not influencing them well isn't going to have an effect? I would think again, you know, we really do need to be careful about who we're choosing to spend the most time with our kiddos, even in their infancy. So yeah, it's a huge decision. Um, I was extremely blessed with my um, child care options. We, before we had Brielle, my mom offered to watch her while I, when I went back to work for however oh, long that mom. was. Yeah, yeah. So did my mom. Yeah. It's a blessing. And, you know, thank God she was in a position to do that because she doesn't work full time and she did have the capacity in her schedule. And, you know, obviously that's best case scenario. I didn't need to pay thousands of dollars. I didn't need to meet a bunch of strangers and pick which one I felt most comfortable with, you know, before we sent Brielle off somewhere. Like, it was the best case scenario. And so not everyone is that lucky. And some people live away from their families. Some mm-hmm. people's parents still work full time or part time and they just don't have the capacity or they don't, their health isn't, you know, up to the best it can be for them to be able to watch a baby or chase a toddler around all day. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, there's a lot of situations that young couples find themselves in when making this decision because not everyone's parents are able to do that. So I was extremely blessed. And I think it was so good for Brielle because she was able to have that bonding with my mom for the whole year that I did work after I came back from maternity leave. But it is a big decision. And I think if we didn't have that option, you know, there would have been a much bigger discernment process. And each family is different, of course, and everyone has their own standards and their own priorities about their kiddos. But um, it's definitely something to spend a lot of time thinking through. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we were in a very similar situation to you and Joe, where both of our moms were raising their hands so ready to watch little Jack once he arrived. Like they were, they were already like picking. Oh, I'm gonna do Tuesdays. Oh, I'm gonna do Thursdays. And we're like, okay, this is amazing. Thank you so much. This is so helpful. But yeah, we we have been in that same blessed boat where we. We didn't have to go through that grueling process of figuring out, okay, are we going to have strangers? Are we going to you know, go through interviews? Are we going to do it through a daycare or just one you know, nanny type of person who's going to come to our house? We didn't have to go through any of that. I mean, praise be to God because, mm-hmm. I mean, going back to work was stressful enough. I can't mm-hmm. imagine having gone through that process on top of it. I mean, just having that weight and worry in my head on top of the other weights and worries. So yeah, yeah, similar experience there, but it's, it's still hard at this point in time. I'm working from home and Sam is in the process of starting a business. So he's home too, and he's really available to help a bunch, but we know this is a season and it's going to pass. And sooner or later, He's not going to be this available to help. We're going to need more childcare help, which so I'm like, oh no, it's still on the back of my mind. <laughs> There's no escaping mm-hmm. it. 
it is it is like different seasons too and you know yeah jobs ebb and flow daycare options ebb and flow like you know some people their daycare options have to change because a parent can't watch it or the nanny has to go back to school or like things like that so yeah there's there can definitely be a lot of seasons in in child care so it's it's constant discernment for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's something that's definitely worth putting in the time and the prayer and um the thing all all the things to make the best and the right decision for your kid and your family for sure. Yeah, yeah. The other giant piece that goes into this to work or not to work. <laughs> that is the question. Um <laughs> Is that Shakespeare? That's Shakespeare. Is that Romeo? And I think Juliet? so. Yeah. <laughs> is it Romeo and Juliet? Why can't I Probably. remember? Like or much ado about grade, nothing. Eighth grade literature. Something Why like can't that, I remember? Right? <laughs> I was always that girl that spark noted. <laughs> I was like, give me a differential equation to solve. Don't ask me to read Shakespeare, please. Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> like I was saying, the other huge aspect to this whole to work or not to work that is the, like the big ticket item, the financials behind it, right? It's it is so huge in today's culture. I mean, you've heard of the term dink, right? D i n k, dual income, no kids. Yeah. That's just huge these days. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people are delaying having kids because they're like, we like being a dink. And I'm like, really? Is having dink status going to be really fun when you're 65 sitting at the Thanksgiving table all alone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, the financial aspect, if you want to be a dink, that's totally fine. I don't bash it too hard. I do prefer kiddos. I love kiddos. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> and now that I have one, I can definitely be a true testament to saying they're definitely worth it. So you mm-hmm. may reconsider. You may consider reconsidering wanting to remain a dink type of couple. But I digress. Anyway, so the financial side of it, so many, so many couples, I think, are are being almost like tricked into this mindset of. There's just no way we can financially have one person not work in the relationship. We have to have both of our incomes in order to financially support our family. And I say they're being tricked because that's just, for most, for the vast majority of people, it's just not true. And it's it's more so, kind of unfortunately, it's more so a matter of like willpower and uh, figuring out what's what's truly necessary in your life and scaling back from there. You know, so many people just can't fathom not having the next new car, the Disneyland, you know, annual passes, the 87 Christmas gifts under the Christmas tree for every person in the family kind of budget. And, you know, if if you were to look at your financials and look at how you spend your money, you would quickly figure out that it is truly most likely doable for the vast majority of people. Yep. I couldn't agree with that more. I think, unfortunately, our culture is 
a culture that just tells everyone, do what you want, like spend all the money, like go into debt and it's okay, you'll pay it off later, like all of these things. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy until people realize, you know, that their lifestyle might be fun for a little bit, but like in the long run or in the long term, it goes back to what you just said, Melissa. Like, are you just going to have fun for you know, your young years and then not have kids. And then when you're, you know, 50, 60, 70, and you have like just a big house and a bunch of things to show for it, like then what, you know? And that's just so lonely. And it's just so sad to me how countercultural that is to like true joy and true happiness and what we were made for, which is community and family. So yeah, um, and it's so nearsighted. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not thinking eternally. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if you listen, I, again, I, I told everyone from the start, I'm a podcast listener. I'm an avid You did warn everyone. <laughs> and one podcast I love listening to every week is The Spillover with Alex Clark, which shout out Alex. She is also from Arizona. So hoping one day mm-hmm. I can bump into her randomly and totally fangirl, tell her how much I love the show. But anyway, she recently had a mom that she interviewed on her show who made a TikTok that went viral. And her TikTok was honestly so basic it was it was about how her and her husband live off of just her husband's income and her husband makes right around $50,000 a year and the tiktok blew up and got so many comments people could not understand and could not fathom how a family with and she has four kids i'm pretty sure it was four it was either three or four kids so not just one or two just three or four kids and a family of five or six living off of 50K per year. So for all the naysayers out there, like it can be done. And it's, again, it's a matter of being really introspective and being really open to looking at your life and figuring out, okay, am I willing to make the sacrifices for what's best for our family? If you're someone who believes it's best that, your kids are, you know, for the majority of their waking hours with one or both of their parents. I love that. I did not hear about that video, but that's incredible. And yeah, I'm sure that she was questioned a heck of a lot because that is wild, especially in today's time. Like, mm-hmm. not even like couples live off of that generally, let alone a family of six. So go yeah. them. That's amazing. And she was she was talking about how her husband never went to college. He went to a trade school and I forget exactly what trade he is in, but anyway, he, he didn't get, he didn't, he doesn't have a college degree. She did go to college and she was doing, I think like orthopedics or some kind of um, PT type of work. And so she did have, she had already gone to school, gotten her physical therapy degree and was doing you know, was a physical therapist and left her practice behind. And so again, like back to our first point, she get another testament to, you know, just because you got the degree doesn't mean you wasted your time. Now she Mm -hmm. has all that knowledge and experience and everything, and she can just be a better mom, be a better wife, implement Mm -hmm. that into her every day-to-day life. And anyway, 
So another, okay, but another piece of the puzzle isn't just the like financial side of it because it is truly a matter of looking, sitting down and figuring out what's our budget. A piece of advice someone gave me a long time ago was when you get married, it was right before we got married, someone let Sam and I know they were like, you can listen to me or you don't have to take it like unsolicited advice, but I'm going to tell you right now. If you guys can find a way to sit down and look at your finances and when you go to buy a house, factor in your house payment off of only one income. Put the other income, just like pretend it doesn't exist. Because then if that's what you base your baseline off of, you're free. You're free to choose. You're not tied to a job because the mortgage is dependent on Aaron working or Melissa working, mm-hmm. you know, and that's eye-opening and that's, that's like really hard. That's counterintuitive. I don't think a lot of couples think that way. They're like, oh my gosh, we're both making all this money. We can afford this giant house. But then what happens when mom gets pregnant and is starts reconsidering going back to work and is like, I don't know if I want to. If your mortgage payment depends on you having a job, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. You're so lucky that you got that advice. I think most couples wish they would have gotten advice like that. We didn't, but you know, we were lucky enough that just our financial situation, we've always been really good with saving money and not overspending and living within our means and things like that. But that's huge that, I mean, that, that point that you make is, is literally life changing and, or, and it's life altering too. Like if, if you really stick to that, then you are free. That's yeah. a perfect way to say it. you're completely free. Something that, you know, when I did go back to work for that year before I stayed home with Brielle. Um, that was uh, financials were the biggest reason, and it was really tough for us. And we we were cutting back, but it was just really hard to make it work until Joe got you know higher paying job, and we were able to have that financial freedom. But even when that happened, we were still cutting, we were constantly cutting back on our budget. And again, it was a sacrifice. I think that's another thing that people forget that is okay to do, sacrifice. Yes. And because the world's screaming more, more, more. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's hard. It was really hard. It was not like, oh, yeah, let's just like cut all this stuff out of our budget that we've been so used to. Like, I can't wait to not go out to dinner and not buy a new pair of shoes when I want to. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, not easy, not like super fun per se, but the reward is so great. And so, I mean, we we literally canceled all of our subscriptions, all of our TV subscriptions, all of our whatever we were subscribed to that would show up on our front door, whatever, like things like that. That's just one example. I mean, we cut back on a lot of other things too, but, you know, for the purpose of me being able to stay at home and raise our daughter, it's definitely worth it. And so I think that 
instead of looking at sacrifice as like this horrible, difficult thing, like maybe we could start looking at it as, you know, it's temporarily going to be difficult, but in the long run, the reward will be so great. And that long run might be really long and that's okay. Like we are still not subscribed to things. We have still like cut back our budget. Um, but and you I know, bet it's become normal now for you guys. And it is. I had to guess. And it's okay. It's just, it's just the new norm. And that's you and just get used you, to it. You learn to live without things that you thought you needed, but you don't because it's excess or it's a luxury or it's just because you have the disposable income per se. And Ugh. you learn to be okay with simplicity and spending more time on the things that matter anyways. Like, did we need to watch a show every night and pick from our five different, you know, <laughs> options? Like, I feel no. so called out because I we currently have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Peacock. And Aaron, we don't even own a TV right now. We literally have zero TVs. We have no TV. And we have four <laughs> TV subscriptions. <laughs> well, you guys must be watching it on something. Yeah. If we want to watch something at night, we'll just watch it on the iPad. But yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. Do we, uh, still, why but do yeah. we need No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. After this is done, I'm going and at least deleting one or two of those. Because <laughs> I feel so bad right now. No. I mean, and I'm not trying to like shame anyone or no. or like – actually call people out but it is just if we look at it it's like almost ridiculous oh no like totally it's just like we live in this day and age where like it's just normal to like have literally everything we want immediately instant gratification everything at our fingertips and you know for some people if you have like this infinite income like good for you go you have all the things have all the kids like do whatever but like for the majority of people that's not reality and if the if we did these little cuts in our budgets these little sacrifices for the long term like it could be like super rewarding and we would have no idea if we didn't do it Mm -hmm. and so I'm not and I'm not saying my life is perfect and like it's still hard like it's still hard like we don't have all the things that we want and it's okay like it'll you know it'll happen or it won't but I've been able to stay at home now with Brielle for it was literally a year like two weeks ago marked the one year anniversary yeah yeah (gasps) And we're not... That went so fast. I know. It did. It was a wild year. I think that's why. But, like... (laughs) But, seriously, like, a year already, and we're not... I'm not going back to work. Like, that is not even a conversation we have. And so, just knowing that... Anyone I have heard talk about this topic, or I know and talked with them about it, I have never, ever once met anyone who says it's not worth it. Ever. Anyone who has been in your shoes where they've had to scale back, whether a little bit or substantially, every single person, even the gal on the TikTok video who was on the other podcast, like she swore by it. She was, you could hear it in her voice. Like she was in tears on the podcast, Mm. just 
with so much joy because she felt it it's just so worth it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Anyways, I was going on a tangent, but <laughs> what are the other things that we wanted to talk about for financials? I know there were some other costs oh, to consider. Yeah. Definitely. So not just necessarily scaling back your budget, but like I mentioned earlier, where people are like, oh, so you're just a stay-at-home mom? And it's like, no, no, no. It's work. And I think many people have seen the the videos going around right now about stay-at-home moms going on a rant about how how come it's considered work when we pay someone to be a nanny or we pay a daycare or we pay someone to clean our house or we pay someone to prepare our food or we pay someone to take, you know, drive us, be our chauffeur, take an Uber somewhere. We pay someone when we drop our clothes off at the laundromat. But when a stay-at-home mom does all those jobs, it's not considered work? Like, does do, do we not see the disconnect here, people? This is just such cognitive dissonance right here. I've seen those videos too. I'm glad yeah. that you're bringing this. Yes. And I think a lot of people, at least at the time of this recording, are have probably seen at least one of these because it is a, it's a problem. It It is. I mean, this is like a cultural shift that needs to happen. Like we need yeah. to start understanding that moms who stay at home aren't just watching the kids. Of course, that's what they're doing. That's their priority. But they're also taking care of and maintaining a home because that's where mm-hmm. they are. That's where they're spending all their time. Like, what else would they or could they or should they be doing? Like, that's where they're spending their time with their family. And they're doing a lot of things to make that household run. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. I've had friends who are like a personal assistant to the CEO of a company. And my friend is the one getting paid to manage their schedule, manage their laundry, manage their household for them because their wife also works. So it's like, it's clearly a job and it's clearly worth an income. No one is technically paying a stay-at-home mom to do it, but that family is not having to pay someone else to do it. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. That was something that um, Joe and I actually talked about. He was like, and it was so weird to me, and even I had to change my mindset, but he was like, we need to like include the amount of money that you would be saving us by staying home with Brielle, and like that would be considered your income. Yes. And we did, and it was wild. It was wild to see that number and just like, how that actually is a real thing like moms staying home are depending on your lifestyle and your financials and the way that you look at it technically can be or could be saving the family money in the long run if they're actually going to be taking over things that they would normally be paying someone else to do otherwise so oh yeah it's a hundred percent work though I think think it would I think it would have to be, like, as a mom, it would be really difficult to not see the ROI, like, on your family's financial budget for you staying at home. I just, I feel like you would, 
you would have to be living so extravagantly to not see the return on your investment pretty darn quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point, and it's definitely mm-hmm. something that we as a culture need to change. So, you yeah. listeners listening to this podcast, I mean, let's be that voice of change. You know, let's let's start turning the tables on society and being and asking those questions. Well, why? Why are moms not considered people who work? And why can't they be? You know, we need to start asking those questions because it is a job. And for the moms who have a full time job, who are like employed by a company, who are also moms who are doing these things, whether or not you're paying someone or whether or not you kind of do some of these things and pay other people or whether you do it all, like, Kudos to everyone in any stage of momhood doing whatever, whether working out of the home or in the home, because like you're doing an amazing job and we're not trying to say like one way is better than the other. That's better than the other. Like every mom is dealing with so many different things on her plate at any given time, whether or not you are employed by someone else or you watch your kids full time. and so. We just want to say, like, you're doing a great job and we're not trying to, like, tell you which thing to choose because, again, you choose the best thing for your family and the season of life that you're in. So just throwing that out there because after, like, talking through all this and, like, remembering being in the side of, like, having a full-time job and being employed by someone else and now being on the other side of it, like, I see all the perspectives and I get all of it and like none of it's wrong or right or whatever. It's just like, this is life and we just are doing the best we can and we're making the decisions that we know we can that are best for our family. So just whatever stage of momhood you're in, you're doing a great job. That's all I want to (laughs) say. And both wherever you are in that spectrum. <laughs> yes. stuff. It's work. It doesn't matter where you yes. are along that path. It's all work. If you are working in a career outside the home, that's work. If you're working from home in a career, that's work. If you're working for yourself, you're self-employed, that's work. If you are a stay-at-home mom, that is work. It is all work and it's all hard work. And yeah, kudos to all the moms just making it mm-hmm. living living life mm-hmm. <laughs> making just it through yeah but it's it's important to remember too that no matter where you're at in that spectrum you can always change it can always be changed right you know even if you're working you're like Aaron and you're working and then you decide you know what I'm I'm gonna put my career on hold and slow it down and I'm gonna mom for a bit I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom it's not ever permanent. Aaron can later decide down the road, you know what? I want to go back to work or you know what? I'm going to start another business cuz my 17 that I already have isn't enough or whatever it may be. I want to be a businesswoman and work for a, you know, a W2 job, whatever it may be. Careers can be placed on hold. Being a stay-at-home mom can be placed on hold. It can it can it's all fluid. Gosh, I sound ridiculous right now, but <laughs> Don't. This is great. I love it. But it you're you are making a good point though. 
things can change and that's okay and it's okay to change even if you're never stuck that's what i I think that's what i'm trying to say is you're never stuck Mm -hmm. any decision you make it's for by and large it's not a permanent one most likely it can be turned right back around later down the road if you decide you know what i actually hate what i decided so i want to go back (laughs) yep and it's all okay and that's totally fine yeah absolutely one of the things that we've repeated a lot in this podcast but just is worth repeating again is make sure you're prioritizing your family again you know what's best for your family so prioritize your family over work of course but however that looks for you and you know you you're that you and your husband or your you know whatever family situation you're in you know what's best for you and oh, yeah. you know what's best for your kids and you're going to make the decisions that prioritize them because you love them and so we just encourage you to to do that whether or not you're at a point in your life that's hard to do that or that's not but we just encourage you to to make decisions that prioritize your family over work and you're doing a great job and just keep making decisions in that way yeah and remember too you there's a great quote you can have it all in life just not all at the same time Mm. and that that really sums up the whole you can always put your career on pause and mom for a while and then you can always go back you can keep bouncing back and forth you know and it goes along with the financials you you're you can you can't there is a way to live your most fulfilling version of your life it might not just all be going on all at the same time and that's okay yeah so Erin, how are you gonna have boys in the noise this week I wanted to ask you this question first. Ah! <laughs> I can think. No, I can do it. Oh, that's funny. Um, how am I gonna have poison the noise this week? Well, I'm gonna try to always answer this question in light of the topic that we've discussed. So, um, I think how I'm going to do it this week. I can week- answer mine if you need me to stall for you. No, it's okay. I'll. Okay. I think I'll, I'll just talk it through and I'll get to my answer. For those of you listening who don't know exactly what I do, I am an entrepreneur as well as a stay-at-home mom. Um, So I I do both. And lately, something that I've been learning how to do better, and I'm very proud of myself because I haven't used to do that. I didn't used to do this, is having boundaries with my phone. And so... I like never used to use the do not disturb thing on my phone because I just thought it was weird and I didn't get it. And I was like, well, if I don't want to respond to something, I just won't. But I realized that like, it's actually really annoying when you're trying to like focus on your kid or focus on something else. And like everything just keeps like popping through your phone because that's how we are connected to everyone. And so Long story short, this week I'm going to continue challenging myself to use the do not disturb on my phone for the hours that I know I'm watching my daughter. 
And I actually like set it up like watching Brielle from these hours to these hours. And I have it, I literally have it automatically turning on and off at certain hours of the day. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, so that's I'm going so nice. to continue it's doing automated? that. I know. I had um, to like mess around with it a lot, but I didn't um, know you could automate that setting. Yeah. Well, we'll have to chat offline about that because yeah, I'm like, I have like this whole lease on life now. I'm like, oh. I don't have to see notifications on my phone all day long. This is amazing. So anyways, I'm going to continue chal- I'm going to continue doing that and challenge myself to keep having that poise in the noise this week by literally turning off the noise for the hours of the day that I know I'm with my daughter. So I love it. There we have it. What about you, Melissa? How will you have poise in the noise this week? Girl, I'm gonna go cancel a subscription or two. Yes, do it. It's the best. <laughs> Why? I'm I now that you said that, the rest of this time we've been talking, that's all I can think about. I'm like, gosh. What else am I paying for that I don't need to? Oh. It was kind of ridiculous when Joe and I sat down and looked at all we were subscribed yeah. to. I was like, what? We have a, yeah. we had a lot more we could cancel than I thought we did. So, yeah. <laughs> Go you. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. That's a really good and tangible way Well, to do and that. here's the thing. Peacock got me. They got me oh, good. Oh, yeah. They got me because I already canceled with them or I went to cancel with them and then they were like, oh, don't go. What if we offer you a like 90% discount and you only have to pay $1.99 a month? Then will you stay? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'll oh, stay that's- for $2 a month. <laughs> That is so funny. They got me. Yeah. Yep. As they do. They it all worked. have their little tricks that they use. To I get fell people. for the marketing tactic. I, I was a total sucker. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, cancel something that you're spending more money on. So it feels like a bigger cut in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than a whopping $24 in the year. <laughs> Oh, that's good. No, that's really good. I love that. Awesome. All right. Well, and with that, I got I have a task to do. So <laughs> we'll catch them next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will chat with you all next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.